0: River Church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh, we're so glad. So I want to minister a little message tonight. You can say amen to the little part, but it might not help. I want to talk about a life compass, knowing which way I should go. Y'all know we have choices. Y'all know we have uh, forks in the road, and they're not all like evil and good. Some of them look pretty good compared to the other. Either one would be fine, but you know one of them is the will of God, and one of them might be a counterfeit or it might just be a good place. But we need to know how to be led by the word of the Lord. So I'm going to read you about seven scriptures. Don't want you to turn there. Uh, I just want to read them to you. I want, I want us just to soak up uh, the word. Now I'm going to say this. God is good. But that's a cliche. They, they, they Everybody says it. But they don't mean it unless they live like it. I got a book in the mail today that I ordered about uh, the name of it was uh, explaining hard doctrines or something. So I thought maybe it was going to be something I could. Uh, it was terrible. The, 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 the guy said, you know, if you don't do right, God's going to smack you with sickness and you, you'll be crippled by the weekend. And so it's in my trash can right now. God's better than anybody. He's more good than anyone has ever imagined. We have not tapped out. If you you think about eternity, how we we can't get our head around eternity. We can't even get our head around the the edge of the universe. It's so vast. Really, if they was to bring in a billion dollars and dump it out here in the floor, you wouldn't be able to get your head around a billion dollars. It's so much. But God is better than anyone has ever imagined. So we can we one of our quests or one of our endeavors, our pursuit is to keep pursuing the goodness of God. Letting him be good when we think he's already so good, we can hardly bear it. Matter of fact, we think he's so good that we are tempted. Listen to say we're not worthy, but who we are in Christ Jesus, the righteousness of God in him. Do y'all know what a what a high place that is? Y'all y'all know what? the righteousness of God, it's the same as seated with him in heavenly places. It's the same. It's like, who's this guy here? That's Jesus. He's sitting next to me. Yeah. And the thing is, is we're all sitting at the right hand of the father. It looks like the chair would be kind of crowded, but it's uh, we're all there. He's better. He's more excellent. He's more good. Good being that word than anyone has ever imagined. Let me just read you some scriptures and We're going to meditate just for a moment on how good he is to me. Say to me. Yeah, to me. And not someday. Well, when I get straightened up and when I do better and when I quit that. No, right now. Right now. Ephesians 3.20 in the Passion says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you, and listen to this, and accomplish all this. Let's read that again. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely, there's that universe thing, then your greatest request. I don't know if you ever remember going through the Sears catalog at Christmas time, but every page had big circles all over it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, we're not shy about this. My father's a billionaire, apparently. That's the way this is. Your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all. Now, or you, you can't. That's beyond the mind. You talk about things that are bigger than us. That's that's it. Have you said God's often. Uh, around to help you, and he'll get you along, and he'll do the best he can, and and you may have to suffer a little bit, but he he's he wants to. It's not that. That's what religion says. It said he will outdo them all. Second Corinthians eight nine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, for my sake, he became poor, that I, through his poverty, might be. Rich. So who's rich in here? We're rich. Now that's going to take a little bit to get off of, I uh, raised my hand to, yeah, I think like that. That's how good he is. I really hadn't done enough, I don't think, to qualify for rich. You know, a leg up, uh, you know. Uh, uh. First John 4, 4, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. What kind of overcome them have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the everywhere else. The world. We're talking about the goodness of God. We're talking about the finished work of Jesus. For us. First Peter two twenty four. I went out there and got the basic Bible English or the Bible basic English because it says he took our sins on himself giving his body to be nailed on the tree so that we being dead to sin might have a new life in righteousness. That's the part I like. Might have a new life in righteousness. In other words, we're to live like the righteous. Well, who's righteous? Jesus. We're to live like him. And by his wounds, we have been made well have been made well. First Timothy 6, 7 says, The living God who give us all things richly to enjoy. All things richly. Not just the sampler. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Romans 8, 32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely, also freely give us all things? Could we have a little all things? All th- let's say it together. All things. So what is your challenge? I don't have enough of this and I don't have enough of that. Well, he gave it. All things. It's on the list. Look again. Romans uh, 2, 4. Are you unmindful or actually ignorant? I think this is the amplified of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind, to accept God's will. God's kindness. King James says God's goodness. He's never mean to us, straightening us up. All of that fell on Jesus. All the straightening up that we deserved and we deserved. Jesus took it all. So what's left after all all that is goodness. He straightens us up with his goodness. The word is good. He straightens us up with the word. I'm talking about the goodness of God. I'm talking about how benevolent he is. So we could say, I could say, you could say that we could know how things are supposed to turn out by knowing how good he is. I wonder how this is going to turn out. Well, let's check in with the goodness of God. Oh, that's how it's going to turn out just fine. Wonder if it's going to be a big tornado season. Well, we're talking about the goodness of God. How greater is he that is in me than tornado season so we know how it's going to turn out so we don't have to wonder we don't have to wonder we don't have to walk around saying you never know what God's going to do sure we do I know how it's going to be how it's supposed to turn out now there's some details in the word there's some details in the still small voice there's some details in the prophetic word of the path and the trail and the blueprint the, the the strategy but we know how we're going to end up have you ever watched a Hallmark movie Men, don't raise your hands. I I love you if you do, but try not to. But uh, you always know how they're going to turn out. Nobody's ever died at the end of a Hallmark movie. Nobody's ever not got the girl. That producer's gone forever if if we ever get one that doesn't get the girl. We know how it's going to turn out. It's going to be good. They put some drama in the middle, and it looks like it's going the other way, just like life. And suddenly, everything turns, and she glows, and he beams, and, and... they, they hold each other and kiss each other goodnight, and you're off to another episode of Hallmark movies. I know all about them. So, so God's talking to us. Let's put us first person there. God is talking to me. Let me go through some scriptures. In Genesis 6:13. the word says, God said unto Noah. Well, this man is ultra old covenant. He doesn't have an ounce of God in him in the sense of the new birth. But the Bible says, God said, we got some things that we need to understand. You're going to build something that's never been said. And I'm going to help you. In Genesis 8:17, the Lord said this. This is so amazing. He said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do? Well, let me just tell you, if, he, if he's not hiding it from Abraham, an Old Testament man, an old covenant man, he's sure shining the light on you and me. He's not, there's no sneaky up with God. Gotcha. No. He tells you if you don't have the radio on, you don't know what song they're singing. But he is singing. He's, he's, he's telling it. Judges 6.12 says the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said in him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Well, Gideon needed that word. Sometimes you and I need that word. We know the truth, but we don't have. A situation that lets us express that. So the Lord, you'll look in the word and it'll say all about you. He'll talk to you. He'll encourage you. He'll straighten stuff out. Aren't y'all glad the Lord always straightens stuff out? I mean, it, it's so amazing. Acts 13, 2, the Bible says that he uh, he said, Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. He was plain. If you read chapter 13, They separated and they went off and it was it was wonderful. Uh, Acts 22, 21, it says, he said unto me, depart, for I will send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. So guess who Paul was sent to the Gentiles. It was real handy back then because Peter was sent to the Jews to Paul to know who he was sent to. And it's and so you always know who he's talking to when he's ministering. He talked to him. He'll talk to you. He's talking to us. He's telling us what we're supposed to do because the blueprint is already in us from the foundation of the world. Before we were a thought to our mother, he already had us the map, the destiny, the equipping, the personality, the gifting, the path, the desires. He already had all that. And he just downloaded it and said, I need this man, I need this woman to fulfill the assignment that I have. Before the world was formed. What, that's one of those things you can't get around. You, yeah, we, we, oh, Lord, I can't. You absolutely have to be in faith about it or it'll just sail over. And if someone says, I don't believe that, you know they're working out of this realm. Because no, we can't. None of us, we don't claim to be able to understand that. Like, how does that work? We don't know. But it says it is. So we just believe. It says in Galatians 1 15, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. So he told he told Paul, you're going to be you're going to be my man. You persecuted the church, but now I'm going to reveal Jesus. Y'all know the revelations that Paul got were the revelations of Jesus. the calling on us in Galatians uh, 2 2. It says, I went up by revelation Let's let's put that in first person together. I'm going up by revelation. Let's do better. I'm going up by revelation. We're not going up by the skin of our teeth and by the uh, the the back of our pants or whatever. We we are directed. We are positioned. We are on assignment. And when when you when you send people out to do a mission, a military thing, they have places where they check in. They, they go to here and there's a supply to get them to the next place. And don't y'all watch movies? And then they get to the next, they get to that place, and someone's already put a safety deposit box with money and a gun and a passport or 17 of them. And they, they, they open the thing and they put it in their pockets and, they, and then they leave and they go to the next assignment. Right. Well, you think if we can figure that out in the military, how much more are you supplied and assigned? And there's people coming into your life that he's assigned. And they may just look like somebody that's just in life. But actually, they're there to drop something off or to pick something up. And they may go with you a while. And we go, oh, isn't this wonderful? I got me a new friend. But then they may not go with you forever. They, they may, their assignment's over here and separate unto me Barnabas and Saul. And you're going over here. You're still there, but the relationship and it's like, what was that all about, God? Why'd they leave me? They picked up. You dropped off. Everybody has an assignment. We love the family of God. We love our own family. But sometimes you don't get that, that, uh, that gushy feeling from getting to be with them all the time like you used to. We all have memories of someone that's dear in our life. I hope you do. That you go, man, I wish I could see them. I do. I call my old college roommates and I call my old this, that and the other. And none of them respond. I offer to pray for them. I send them stuff and it's like crickets. So but hey, I'm looking. I'm looking all the time. Hallelujah. So uh, here's here's the statement I'm going to make. God fixed our trouble and sent the answer before we got there. He sent the supplies ahead. He sent the help ahead. He sent the equipment ahead. He sent the provision, the open door, the envoy, the, the uh, advocate, as it were. That when you got there, they say, step right in here, Mr. So-and-so. We've already prepared this for you. We got you all set up. You're ready to go. That's us. And it's because it looks like life, unassigned life, uh, unrecognizable life, like, like the world. It looks like the world on the outside. They have friends and they have connections and they have deals and business and all that. But it's not. We're on a divine assignment. And to be in the right place at the right time, you've got to be led. You've got to be led. You know, in our little book over here that we have about uh, uh, evangelism, do y'all remember that story about uh, he, he had to be at a meeting? A guy had to be at a meeting in a foreign country and 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 the guy that dropped him off and said, get in this taxi, took the directions and the address with him. And so he's like, what am I going to do? And the Holy Ghost came on him and he started barking out foreign language words that he didn't know what meant. But it was turn right, turn left, go fast, go. And he got there right at the right moment. I like that. I like it that Philip was translated to Azotus. Jonathan and I was talking about Azotus. We, we, we say that's Moundville or somewhere. We, we're not mad at Moundville, but, you know, Azotus, Moundville. Yeah, that's, that's about the same. So you're busy here, but your assignment's taking you there. And you're like, how will I get there? Well, there's provision. There's a supply. There's a, there's a way in the Holy Ghost to get us where we need to go with the words we need to say. But I'm telling you, you don't know what they're playing unless you turn the radio on. Is this country western? Is this rock? Is this hillbilly? Is this, what is it? I don't know. Turn on the power and see what you're, what you're listening to. Well, we got to turn on the power, don't we? I mean, we, we have it on, but we're going to have to say, I'm listening now. I'm listening for that. Uh, Romans 8, 26. I'm just going to read. No, turn there. Turn there. We, we hadn't looked at one together. You know, Wednesday's kind of speed dial for me. Uh, Romans 8, we, oh, don't you love this? Don't you just love 826? Don't you just love it? It's just the, it's the energizer bunny carrying you away. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, our weaknesses, our, 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 our needs. For we know not, I know not what we should pray for as we ought. So it tells us there we ought to pray as we ought. But we don't know how, but we ought to pray. We ought to pray out the plan. There's an assignment on each one of us, and a lot of it is overlapping. We're all here together tonight. So the will of God, the plan of God for all of us, converge tonight at River Church. But we're all going to scatter after this. But then we'll reconvene. And so it's marvelous. Well, he said, we don't know what to pray for. Well, we've already prayed out. We know this much to come to church. We know breakfast is in the morning, or at least a lot of us do. Hallelujah! Doesn't matter. Some okay. Enough of that. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but but the Spirit himself it says itself why maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That's what we did tonight. We we are attentive. To at least once a week, no matter how busy you've been, how distracted you are, no matter how, you just forgot to pray in tongues this week. You know, it's just wrong, but it happens to everybody. So Wednesday night, at least we touch it and say, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's what I got to do. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Well, that tells us to turn on... on. uh Montgomery Street and go straight for three miles and then turn right on Lexington. It tells us what to do. It's the it's being led by the spirit of God. You go, I don't understand it, You don't have to understand. I don't understand an alternator and I don't understand a fuel pump, but I crank it and I go. So why do you have to know so much? Why do we all have to know so much about how it works before we'll for we'll buy in? We go down to Barclay or wherever you go, and we just give them a whole hunk of money. They give us a key, and we just say, I don't know anything about this car. There's things still I've had my car for 13, 7, and 2, 9 years, and there's still buttons on it that I hadn't touched. And so shall it always be. Yeah, I mean, they got stuff on there that I don't need. Well, there's stuff in the spirit that you, you don't know. But we're working towards that. We're maturing. We're broadening. We're, we're having success being led in little things where we say, that turned out okay. I think I'll step out a little further this time because there's adventure in all of us. We want the will of God. There's nothing in your life that you want more than to be in the will of God. We may act like we don't. We may, we may blow it up and blow it out, but we all sit down and catch ourselves saying, I wish I'd have done what I knew to do. I'll do better. And then he goes on. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 28. Now this is, we talk about this. This is the scripture that all Christians claim, but you can't claim the scripture until you're you are letting the Holy Ghost intercede through you. He says, we know all things work together for good to them that love God. How do we know that? Well, we've prayed out the plan. We've prayed out the mysteries. We've We've gone there and seen it. We have unction. We have opportunity. We know what, when somebody comes into our life, we know what that means instead of whatever. We know this is purposeful. This has got weight. And then we know that we're supposed to not just take care of ourselves. We're supposed to engage things. It's the will of God. Well, all things work together for good. So the whole thing is working together for good because we pray out the plan we engage the, the GPS of God. And it's just better. Does it take hours? Does it take long days? It might, but it might not. And once you actually get this thing going, you know, after you've walked for two months for a couple of miles every day, then it's not hard to walk two miles. Somebody told me that's the reason I know that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so Romans 4. Remember Romans 4 says that, that uh, he calleth things that be not as though they were. How many of y'all know that's what we're supposed to do? Yeah. We're supposed to see it before it's seen. We're supposed to see it. So what we see, we, we affirm. Yeah. I see in the word Jesus paid for my sickness I see that, I see the price was adequate, I see that I qualify, I see it. My body's not changed, but I see it. So what I see, I affirm. I'm healed. By stripes, I'm healed. Well, you don't look like it, you don't act like it, you're coughing like this and you're carrying on like that. I saw it, so I'm affirming what I truly saw. There's none of that. We're praying for the doctor to have a better diagnosis. He's coming in and pray that, that he'll come in and give me good news. That's not exactly how it works, is it? We have to see it. What mm-hmm. things soever you desire when you pray. After you've seen it, you know what it is. You know where to go. You know what to do. You know. You don't know the whole thing when you prophesy when you're used in the gifts, you don't know the whole thing. It's rare unless you're accomplished at that. You just know to uh, step out. It's kind of scary because you don't have the whole thing. We would like to know the whole thing, but we would like to know the whole thing about the faith part of our life. We'd like to know who's coming and who's going and how much we're going to, where we're going to end up in three years. We'd like to know that, but then it wouldn't be faith. You've got to walk by faith. You've got to walk by faith. One step at a time. And so we walk by faith. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. So the desire part is that he shows us what to desire. We, it's not like I want three pink Cadillacs. It's that he shows me what he desires. And I fall in love with it. I work out some stuff that says, well, that means that this is not going to happen and that's not going to happen right now because I'm on this. But we're thrilled. We're thrilled to do the will of God. We're thrilled that He would use us, that we're qualified, that we don't have to be Apostle apostle Big Big Mouth. That He just say, I'm calling you Junior. Go out there and speak to the nations. So the word is the answer. It's the answer to every trouble, every challenge. It's it's, It's the answer to every vision and every dream. It's the answer. It's the answer. Say with me. It's the answer. It's the answer. There's no other answer. There's not like, well, you can go this way and it's not as good. There is no other answer. It's all or none. The word is the answer. So we got to we got to pray out the answer. We got to pray out the word. Uh, I wrote down here uh, about uh, the answer is stewardship. I wrote down to get a word. You must desire a word. If you want to know something from heaven, you got to ask for it. Well, if God wants me to do something, he'll just tell me. That's not how it works. you got to want a word. And how do you say, well, how do you know when you really have wanted a word? When you're willing to obey the word, whatever the word is. It's fish or cut bait. It's like, Lord, I want a word and I'm going to. I'm going to play with it and choose on it and chew around on it and decide and whatever. You're not getting any word. You're not getting any word. It's when you say, Lord, I want a word so I can do the word that you give me. Ah, that word's coming. Amen. I want the word. I want to be led. I want to know what he wants me to do. Because it's the best place I can be in my life. There's no second place like, I followed God. That's why my life's tough. That's not it. But the word of God is precious. It's precious. It's holy. It's life. There's nothing else. Everything else is superfluous to that. I found, and probably you have too, that a lot of times people are wanting a word, direction, and he's already given it. Sometimes we've got to know the question so that we know when he answers what it fits. So we have to ask him, Lord, now what do you want me to do about this? And then we listen. We lean in. Well, sometimes I have found that he's already told me. I go back and uh, look at what he's had me study in the word or look in the word. Or somebody has spoken to me maybe a week or six back and he already answered it. He answered it out of season so that I wouldn't think it was just me. That's a real danger is is Christians go, well, okay, I'm asking. And then they're they're leaning their ear in. So the Lord tells them or they think he does, but they don't. I wonder if that was just me. I wonder if I thought that I wonder if I just wanted to hear it that way. And there's no confidence to finish it. But if he if he started talking two weeks ago before you even had the question and answered it so that when you ask the question, he say, I've already answered that. Well, that's there's no emotion or there's no me in that. Isn't that cool? Isn't that neat? How the Lord does that for us? We don't even have to wrestle. I wonder if that was me or the Lord. We don't even have to. We'll just listen in. So a lot of times you'll go to church and you'll get a word. Not that I would know what it was, but, but you'll listen to the word and the Lord will, he'll craft the word so that he'll, he'll, he'll uh, knit in your answer into the message. He'll knit it in and suddenly you hear it. I've done it a bazillion times where I went to a message and was just listening to, you know, whatever the message was, the mark of the beast or whatever it was. And it's like, then, then something that didn't mean what I thought it would mean spoke to me. Got my answer right there. When we were coming down, when we were saying, God, what do you want us to do? We pastored 14 years in West Texas. What do you want us to do? And Debbie, we went to a prayer meeting and we were at somebody's different house every night uh, for a week of prayer. And the, I didn't know it at the time, but she said, uh, Lord, if you don't tell us, this is the last night of prayer, if you don't tell us, we're just going to stay here. We're just going to, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be hard. Well, the word of the Lord came in that meeting. Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work where I have called you. Well, I'm not Saul. She wasn't Barnabas, but we knew what the word was. And it changed everything. I mean, we, everything. It just, and everything popped like popcorn on a hot stove. It was so easy to know what to do because we were led. Do you have any prophecies? Do you have any scriptures? I've got scriptures all over my Bible, and it'll have a date on it, and it might have who did it. And as I'm leafing through my Bible, I see that and it stirs me up. That's what God said about me. That's what God said about River Church. When you look out there or you look in here and you go, well, this is what it is. Then you'll you'll be wrong. You ever been wrong? Have your senses ever lied to you? Did you ever not understand the future? Suddenly it took a jog and it. it, Yeah, it's happened to me. It's happened to you. We've all. We've all been on our last whatever, and then the Lord just jumped up. Well, you got to stay. You got. You cannot die on the trail to the waterhole. You got to stay there to get there. And so the Lord will encourage you. He'll put a word in there, and he'll tell you to hang on. Don't be weary and well doing, for you'll reap if you faint not. Well, I've got something here. I just want to give you an example of this to me. We've got just a couple of minutes. The Lord gave me a word years ago. I didn't even write down where I got it. I think I know. But I remember the word and I went and found it. And here's what the word said to me. God's going to bring more to you. There's going to be more that will come, like in the form of opportunity. And God's going to add. He's going to add. He's going to add on a daily basis. Where you're going to say, where you're going to say, you know, it's obvious that his favor is on me because he's going to add to my life abundance. And there have been a few lean years here, but they're going to begin to change. They're going to begin to change. And you're going to begin to see God bring fulfillment. There's times you feel like nothing's happening and nothing's improving, but it's going to. And you're going to hold fast. You're going to be steady because God is going to open doors of opportunity and God's gonna heal a lot of breach. And this has been a hard time to walk through. It's been a hard season, but it's going to get better. You watch, it's going to get better, says the Spirit of God. Now, I'm telling you what I did with that word because you need to activate the word of the Lord in your life. Y'all say amen, you gotta activate the word. Well, if God wants that to happen, he'll just make it happen. Well, that's not the way we do the, the written word. If God wants to save me, he will. If God wants to heal me, he will. If God wants to prosper me. No, that's not how it works. We have to to build a a home for that word. So here's what I wrote. I I wrote seven things based on exactly what this word says. I said, I wrote down, I have more from God. More is now here. I have opportunities from God. Many daily opportunities. That's what the word said. God's favor is mine. His favor is so great that it's obvious to others. I wrote this down. Abundance fills my life. Leanness is gone. A fulfillment is mine. I hold fast. I am steady. Doors of opportunity are open to me. Every breach is healed. My walk is easy. My season is good. My life is blessed. So I read that. I didn't read the prophecy. Because, you know, the Lord kind of talks funny in prophecies. Y'all notice that? He's got a lot of these and thous and, you know, that sort of things. (laughs) Y'all think God talks like that? Well, maybe not. So I got it where everything he said, I wrote it down. And I put me in it. And my life changed. I needed the essence of what he said. I needed the prophetic word. All of y'all have had a prophetic word. Everybody in here has had a word of the Lord. He's faithful. But what do we do with it? I've got mine in books, but even then, they get lost in the book. So I did this with several prophecies. I I spent a season, uh, it was while we were still at Coker, and I started writing out prophecies. And I got so fat in my spirit. I'm like, yeah, this is me that He's talking to, this is mine. This is mine now. This is working out. This is what God's doing. And I just walked around pretty full of myself in him. And that's what we ought to do. Amen. So I'm hearing the voice of the good shepherd, the stranger I do not heed or follow. I surround myself with people that hear from God like precious faith. And I tell them, judge me, judge me, judge me. Tell me if what I'm believing or what sounds wrong. You won't hurt my feelings. I want to get it right. So I have friends that I tell them, I'm going to talk to you about what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, what I'm, where I'm going. And I want you to tell me, that's bogus. That's not what the word says. That's not that. They never have, but they have liberty. And they've kind of, you know, they didn't run me over, but they did run in beside me. That's good. There's safety in that. Because, you know, you can't get past you. When we're thinking things, we're thinking things in us. So it's kind of hard to get a second opinion if you're by yourself. That's a joke, (laughs) y'all. So you got to have Holy Ghost. Well, a lot of people don't trust what they hear because they say, well, that was that me or God? So you get a prophetic word. You get an unction. You get you get in the word and you say and it jumps out. Only be strong. Only be thou strong and of a good courage. That jumped out at me the other day. And I made me an adjustment because I realized that I hadn't been strong and of good courage. I didn't fall apart. I didn't cry or anything, but I realized I wasn't at the level I needed to be where I needed to be. So you go, well, who told you that? The Lord did. He just jumped out of the scriptures in Joshua. So I'd come to church all the time if I was... (laughs) <laughs> not so much because he's pretty, because he's not, and not because of this, that and the other, but because the Lord's able to be in operation. We we we've prepared an atmosphere for him. God speak to us. Step on my little toes. Just stomp me with your goodness, and I will change. Amen. Amen. That's a good word. It's a good word, and we're mindful, we're mindful of our seed now. We're gonna we're gonna sow seed tonight. I'm not gonna pull on y'all. I don't want to ever to say y'all need to give more. You need to up it or you need to increase or wh- whatever that is. We we're not doing that. But we do need to listen to Holy Ghost. If He says that, if He says give less, you've been giving way too much. You might ought to get a second opinion on that. Call me and I'll tell you. <laughs> Hallelujah.